and the exchange rate to fall. And as of today, in February 2021, $1 is traded for 6.9 Turkish Liras. Now, my first question to you, Cameron, why the fall or why the gain? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. Uh, we're here in the Istanbul office of Property Turkey with uh, Cameron Dagan. Cameron, welcome. It's been, a, it's been a long while. But this episode, we'll be talking about the Turkish Lira. We have news. We have news, people. The Turkish Lira um, is gaining value. It is currently 6.9. I've got my notes. You got your notes. I've got my yeah. notes. Look. Currently, the Turkish Lira is standing at 6.9 against dollar. And... Um, well, I mean, th th this might look high, but um, when you, you know, take a look at the position six months ago, it's actually, you can see that Turkish Lira is gaining a sizable value. Uh, back in November and, I you think know, October months. 850. Yeah, it was 8.5 at one point. 8.5, at one point. 8 yeah. and now it's yeah. just under 7, which is almost a 20% yeah. recovery in three months. Yeah. And I'll ask you a question. Which is quite sizable. I, I think in terms of emerging markets, yeah. this is this is the steepest recovery in the last six months. I checked I checked other countries as well. I checked Russia, I checked South, South Africa, and I checked a few other comparable developing countries. Emerging markets, yeah, yes. Yeah, none of them has this big of a recovery. A jump, a recovery, But But, yeah. but let's be honest here, none of them had head, this big of a, head a dive. Such, such a big yeah. dive either. Yeah. So let's call That's it spade correct. a spade. Yeah, so. okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, but, but here's the thing. I'd like to give uh, the 2020 performance of the Turkish Lira uh, to our audience before moving into, you know, the question section. Okay, please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, last year, as of January the 1st, the Turkish Lira was standing at 5.9. In February, it hit 6. And then, as a result of the lockdowns in March and April, in May, it hit 7.1, which was the all-time high. June, July... When the markets were pretty active compared to the compared to the past couple of months, the lira went down to below seven again. It was standing at six point nine by the end of July. In August again, it went up to seven point three, and with the resignation of the Dan Finance Minister and the removal of the head of the central bank, the trend continued until mid-November, where one dollar equaled eight point five Turkish liras. The new head of the central bank and the president Erdogan has said that the new monetary policy will aim at stability in fighting the exchange rate, which allowed Turkish lira to gain value and the exchange rate to fall. And as of today, in February 2021, $1 is traded for 6.9 Turkish liras. Now, my first question to you, Cameron, why the fall or why the gain? All right. I mean, let's not talk about the fall because we covered that yeah. in previous episodes. So let's kind of look at what appears to be uh, the reasons, what appear to be the reasons behind this, well, yeah. noticeable strengthening increase in Turkish lira. If you look at when Turkish restaurant starts to jump up, it's, uh, it's kind of November 2020. That's correct. And from yeah. November till sort of middle of February, third week of February now, it's um, strengthened by 20% against US yeah. dollar. 
um, that coincides with the replacement of the finance minister, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the finance minister um, was replaced in November 2020. That's correct, after he resigned. Exactly. So if you were to ask me, Cameron, what would you say the three or four most fundamental reasons are behind the strengthening of Turkish Shira, I would definitely say the replacement of the finance minister is one of them. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the political reasons behind that, but um, the ex-finance minister, as you know, was the son-in-law of, of um, Erdogan, current yeah. or current president of Turkey, yeah. which, let's face it, in international markets, that type of a political family relationship doesn't merger work very well. yeah. doesn't really signal a very independent financial mechanism in a country. That's correct. Okay, yeah. so, and, 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 and this was cri heavily criticized, not just in Turkey, but outside Turkey too. So I think um, that replacement had to be done, and it was done. And from what I can see, the current finance minister appears to be more capable, mm -hmm. and I think that's the only way to, uh, to express it, more capable. And let's not forget, back in July 2020, the head of the Turkish Central Bank was actually also removed yeah. and replaced. And the new replacement is also quite a capable person. So we've got basically what Turkey is trying to signal to the rest of the world is that, hey, we know we made a few mistakes possibly and a few things went wrong. We couldn't handle interest rates, inflation, Turkish lira kind of. Um, rectangle triangle. very well, the tri triangle very well. So um, they've taken the steps and the steps are working. So it's sig it's the positive signaling effect to the rest of that. That definitely plays a part. But the second thing is the, um, the GDP growth forecasts. Um, the World Bank, the World Bank forecasts a 4.5% GDP growth for Turkey in 2021. 4.5. 4.5%. That's pretty good. Now, 4.5% GDP growth is quite substantial. Especially for a developed economy like Turkey. Well, of course. And also, given that we've got the coronavirus, etc. Yeah. So, you know, we're not necessarily, as, as a world, we're not necessarily going through the best of times. That's correct. So, 4.5% GDP growth is quite sizable and very promising. And again, it sends out a very positive signal. Correct. about the Turkish economy. Now, um, in fact, um, the forecast is that by the middle of 2021, um, Turkey, Turkey's manufacturing and economy will be at pre-pandemic levels already. Yeah, so that the recovery is going to be that fast. Fast. Yeah. If you compare this to, say, US and UK, they are talking about reaching the pre-pandemic levels somewhere in 2023 yeah so this is a very sharp recovery for turkey so it is a very sharp recovery i mean the yeah. part of the reason is definitely the dedication of the industries in turkey and another part of the reason is basically the size of the economy and how um resilient the how how uh, agile uh, the turkish economy is Absolutely. i mean turkish it's a economy, young economy of course it's a, a young economy and, 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 and it's yeah. a young population it, too it so it can seen, move pretty fast it has seen many big um, you know Absolutely. catastrophes financial catastrophes etc so so it's a very agile economy can can adapt and move and grow and also obviously yeah. uh, probably the main reason 
behind the Turkish strengthening is the interest rate policy. Of course, yeah. Because um, Turkey vowed to fight and curb inflation. That's actually what happened in the last November when Erdogan exactly. came out and said, you know, look... Uh, we have to curb inflation yeah. at all costs. Yeah. And what they said, and which is very, very interesting, is what they said is that we will fight inflation even at a cost of lower productivity and lower GDP growth. Yeah. Now, and immediately they raised interest rates yeah. and they signaled that the central bank has signaled that throughout 2021, interest rates will stay high, if not increased a little bit further by around June 2021. So obviously this immediately had an impact on the Turkish lira. And then when organizations such as the World Bank and the IMF and today I received another note from the HSBC yeah. uh, worldwide when they are basically putting the GDP growth of Turkey in excess of 4% despite the fact that Turks themselves came out and said we will sacrifice GDP growth That's for yeah. lower inflation. Now that pushed up the Turkish yeah. era because it basically signals to the rest of the world that hey this is a strong economy. There are some strong fundamentals, despite you know some upsets and um, um, issues along the way. But we're looking at a strong economy, and we are looking at a strong recovery. So all these obviously increases investor confidence in Turkey and in Turkish products and Turkish financial instru instruments. Okay, which in turn obviously strengthens the lira. Okay, all right. Now, I, I'm, without asking the obvious question, by the way, the obvious question here means uh, if the Turkish dollar will gain any further value. Uh, I won't be asking that this question because I want you to, you know, make such claims. Uh, but, you, you know, in the past episode, you basically said that, look, Aladdin, um, given the current circumstances right now, uh, it seems that the Turkish lira will actually gain value. You said that in our last episode when we are talking about the Turkish lira, right after uh, the replacement of the finance minister and the head of the central bank. And it went up 8.5, now it's 7. Now, it's it, it kind of uh, justifies what you say. It kind of you know proves that uh, you were right. So we trust your judgment in this. And can you please tell me, um, in the upcoming you know, six months to a year, maybe two years, up until 2023. What is expecting our uh, foreign investors? Is the opportunity gone? Or is there still opportunity for people to, you know, take advantage of the exchange rate? Do you know, Aladdin, um, I, think, I think I said this the last time we talked about the, the, the Turkish lira. Yeah. Um, call me naive, but if our wars a foreign investor, I wouldn't even look at Turkish lira. I would invest in Turkey because Turkey is too important a country to let down. Yeah. Turkey is too important a country to let down, strategically, geographically, in all aspects of the world. Uh, it's the stability in the region. So a country which is the crossroads of East and West, Africa, the Middle East, will always prosper. Yeah. So whether lira is up or down, really, in, 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 in the long scheme of things, in the big picture, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't make a difference. Because if you're investing in real estate, 
You shouldn't be investing in the short term. You shouldn't have a 12-month or an 18-month horizon. If you're investing in real estate, you should have a minimum five-year horizon. And I would bet, as the Americans say, my bottom dollar, that, that over the next five years, any investor who's made a wise investment will gain, will gain. However, let's look at the current situation in Turkey with strengthening Turkish lira, which, as the interest rates are high, and the expectation is that they could be pushed up a little bit further even, middle of this year, which probably supports the idea that Turkish dirham may further strengthen, yeah. may further strengthen throughout 2021. Um, is that a good time to buy real estate? Yes. Why? Why? Well, high interest rates means very slow domestic markets. That's correct. Because cost of borrowing is sky high for Turkish people now. That's correct. And as you can see, the um, you know as 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 you read um, from the statistics uh, published by the title deed offices, etc., um, we are going through a very low domestic demand period right now. Well, when Turks are not buying, then prices are not going to go up. When Turks are not buying then developers are more inclined to offer reasonable prices to foreign investors. That said, please, please do not expect 40%, 50% discounts. <laughs> yeah. If anyone is offering you such hefty discounts, it's only because the starting price is hugely inflated. So it's a gimmick, don't fall for it. But... Normally, under normal circumstances, when there is a strong domestic market, such as what we had about a year ago, well, about nine months ago, um, just before Turkish era jumped up and interest rates were hiked, um, Turks come out to play. And when Turks come out to play, the foreign buyer is no longer important. Yeah. Because, let's face it, 95%, as I always say, yeah. of the market is Turkish. Well, actually, um, according to the latest numbers of 2020 um, real estate transactions in Turkey, 1.3 million transactions were made. Out of that, only 45,000 was for foreigners. Right. So it's that's a Turkish even, market. That's it's like a domestic two, two and a half percent or something. Very, like. very low. Yeah. So this is not Dubai, Istanbul, or rest of Turkey. The fundamentals that apply in Dubai do not ever, ever apply here. Because Correct. this is a domestic yeah. market situation. Turks are the main players here. So, when the main player is cautious, when the main player is not out to play, well then, the foreign buyers have got the upper hand. So now that this is the position, if you're a foreign investor, and especially where Turkish lira is expected to strengthen further and where you have a country whose GDP growth is expected to be in excess of 4%, which is a lot higher than most, if not all, developed economies, then it's a no-brainer that this is the country to invest in. And time is now. It's a no-brainer. Cameron Degen, thank you very much uh, for this amazing analysis. Uh, guys, I hope that we provided you good information. 
about the Turkish Lira. This is rather an update on the situation. I'm planning to do more of these videos about the Turkish Lira whenever there is a major change. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much for watching Thanks and see you in the next one.